Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Derek Shelton, Andrew McCutcheon, Mitch Keller, a couple others were over at PNC Park over the weekend signing autographs and meeting and greeting with fans. And that's pretty cool, but one little other thing emerged that might have been that much cooler. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or Hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll take the time to check out. Shelton had something to say about Brian Reynolds, and he had a certain specific thing that he let slip that led me to believe that it was intentional. He continues to work. We had a good conversation, uh, and I don't expect it'll be an issue at all. You know, I mean, he's had a good offseason with his work. You know, he continues to to get better. So, you know, I don't. Uh, I, I think the separation of that with how he performs on the field will there'll be no effect. Ryan Reynolds will play the way he plays. That's pretty strong stuff. Coming from the manager of the ball club, coming from the guy who is not just entrusted, but charged with managing all of his individual players. It doesn't mean he's going to get mixed up with, you know, contract talks and or off the field stuff like that. But it is very much within the manager's purvey to know whether or not all of his players will have their heart into what's about to come. That's a very, very fair thing for the manager to broach. In fact, again, it's his responsibility. But what jumped out at me wasn't even necessarily uh, Shelton's statement about, yeah, everything's going to be fine and everything else that you just heard. It was that he and Reynolds had spoken Thursday the day before that session that you heard. And knowing that Shelton is a pretty aware guy, he would have been well aware that in this setting where there was going to be media, he was going to be asked about Reynolds. So rather than guessing or speaking to the past, or I know what Brian's made of or whatever, there was contact made. My guess is it wasn't initiated by Reynolds. My guess is very much that it was initiated by Shelton. 
And that's good. That's all good. My further guess, and this is, again, based on knowing the man pretty well, is that Shelton wouldn't have made the statement that you heard unless he'd really been sold on it. In other words, if Reynolds just, you know, audibly said to him, yeah, I mean, whatever, man, (laughs) you know, I mean, I'll do what I got to do, you know. Why are you trying to cramp my style or whatever? I, Reynolds would never say stuff like this, which is why I'm laughing. But if that had been the case, I don't think you would have seen Shelton put his his own neck on the line when it comes to making this kind of assessment. So it'd be reasonable to conclude, reasonable I say, not definitive, based on what Shelton shared that, okay, maybe this whole Reynolds thing isn't really going to be much of a problem. Or does it? Do you need to hear more? My own feeling is that nothing is going to get truly settled. Nothing is going to be put away for good until Reynolds is in Bradenton and until Reynolds is the guy who's going to get surrounded by all the cameras and all the microphones. And he says... I'm here. I signed a contract. They didn't have to give me this contract last year that was guaranteed money. I'm here to honor that. I'm here to play the way I've always played for my teammates, for my coaches, for my manager. And that right there is the last I'm going to talk about this. What else you guys got today? And believe it or not, That I can hear coming from him in a certain form. He's not quite that bombastic, to say the least. He's like Mr. Joe Cool with that Johnny Cash drawl to him, Oklahoma lad. But I was in Bradenton for his first day a couple of years ago when he was being asked uh, a lot, including by me, about struggles that he had had the previous year, and he hated it. He really, really hated it like a lot, and he made sure everybody heard it and knew it. So he's capable of drawing a line like that, and he's probably going to have to do that, I think, entering this season. And if that's the case, if that's the case, he signed, and the Pirates own his rights through arbitration and everything else here, that very specific circumstance within this broader situation might just be fine within the baseball context. Where it won't be fine with me is you know where. The ownership still won't have committed to keep their best player, and that's a very real problem when it comes to trust and faith and all that other stuff. And for those of you that I hear from who say we're sick of the Reynolds subject and everything else here, I'm sorry that this makes you squeamish, apparently, but this happens to be not just a big deal. It happens to be by far the biggest deal as it relates to this particular endeavor. If you can't trust, if I can't trust that this team will do the right thing when it comes to being competitive, that it will prioritize winning in any capacity, then we're all wasting our time here. Then all this other stuff is just cute sideshows. 
They've got to do it at some point. This appeared to be coming to a head. Maybe it isn't. Maybe Reynolds will do exactly what Shelton described. If that's the case, wonderful, awesome. But the main thing still won't have been addressed. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Brian, who says, Hey DK, in previous years, there have been examples of top-level catchers playing at first base on days that they don't catch in order to keep their bats in the lineup. Buster Posey immediately comes to mind. With Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez both potentially being above-average bats who play catcher, could you ever see a scenario where they split time behind the plate and at first base? Ever? Sure. Uh, They both have the ability uh, to come out from behind the plate. They have the athleticism. Uh, in Davis's case, he's got, <laughs> kid's got an 80 arm. Uh, I'm not sure I'd want him at first base and wasting an 80 arm. Um, and the same kind of applies to Rodriguez. He's got a, he's got a terrific arm as well. Not an 80, but it's 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 really really good. And he can cover the ground that you'd need to cover in the outfield. Again, so could Davis. First base isn't where I'd be thinking. Uh, certainly not in 2023, where the Pirates already have two guys, two veterans, Carlos Santana and G-Man Choi, who are going to be, uh, I'm not going to say platooning because that's a word that makes Shelton cringe always. But that's, I mean, look at their numbers. Look at the acquisition of the two guys virtually simultaneously. It's pretty clear that the Pirates were aiming for a first base platoon. That's what you're going to have over there. So there's not going to be a whole lot of, you know, uh, flexibility like that. Uh, also, I'm going to throw this out there too. First off, in case anybody's thinking uh, regarding a DH here, that's that's a tough situation for catchers because then you know what happens when you need a backup catcher. The rules on that make that very challenging. Second, catching isn't like any other position. Managers will want to give a catcher a legit day off, particularly when it comes to a day game following a night game. Uh, They do want them to be available to pinch hit, but even then you start getting into emergency catcher situations and nobody wants to see a third string catcher like ever. So I I really wouldn't, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Uh, The idea that they're both going to come up and just eat up each other's at bats or be forced into a platoon. I'm going to keep saying this. No matter how much information and opinion is given to me to the contrary from within 115 Federal, 
I happen to believe that if both Davis and Rodriguez hit the way they're expected to, or the way they're hoped to, you're going to have to find some other spot on the diamond for one of them. I really, really believe that. I just don't think they want to present that as an option right now for either of those guys while they're focused and passionately so and rightly so on catching. But we'll see. We'll see. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.